just to get a glimpse. Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. It's Monday. I like to start Mondays off with a really special show, and today is a really special show. You know, um, being able to roll with life circumstances is really the key uh, to a successful person. Uh, Sometimes things change, and if you kind of try to force yourself into a situation where it's not good for you anymore. It, it's not smart. Uh, my guest today is Jillian Ravel. How are you doing, Jillian? Hi. Thanks for having me on again. Yes, yes. So Jillian has been on before. Jillian has been a formidable competitor uh, for many years uh, within the uh, uh, f- uh, fitness, no, the figure uh, area of uh, bodybuilding. Physique, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. thank you. Yes, physique. physique. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, I get them confused because some of them, you know, f- figure is starting to look like physique. But anyway, um, in yes. the more, <laughs> and that's a much more severe, much more difficult, much more dedicated area too, uh, physique competitor uh, for many, many years. How many years did you compete altogether, Jillian? Um, it was 11 years. Uh, but I started out in figure because when I started competing, there was just figure fitness and bodybuilding. So uh, I started out in figure. I was actually one of the first girls to turn pro in the women's physique division in 2011. I turned pro at junior nationals. So it was Dana and Amanda that turned pro at junior USA's. And then junior nationals was Jennifer Robinson and myself. Yeah, so this is this is a this is a yep. major achievement, and and I I am I would be hard pressed to find guy or gal to show the level of, level of drive and dedication that you've shown throughout your career, mm-hmm. and and I, we're going to explain why I say that in a second because some some people may never have heard uh, the last interview I did with you, and so we're gonna we're mm-hmm. gonna start we're gonna start off with this so. We've established how long you have been competing. You have an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing physique. Uh, we've talked about your genetics. You have long muscle bellies. You have a very, very attractive mm-hmm. smile. You're a pretty feminine-looking girl. You, you have the ability to carry a lot of muscle. You have a great stage presence. And uh, you brought that all to Las Vegas, to the Olympia, right? Is that where that happened? The, uh... Yes. Yeah, so um, tell that story. It was actually the... It was the first Olympia for women's physique in 2013. That was the first year we were invited. And um, the Tuesday before, as I was leaving to the airport, I started to get a really bad headache um, and blurry vision. And, you know, by the time I got to the airport, I was working with Thackeray at the time. And he's like, maybe your blood sugar is low. You know, why don't you drink a Gatorade and have a piece of chocolate or a piece of candy and see if you like it you know, start feeling better. And he also told me, you know, you got to drink your, you know, three to four liters of water on the flight to Vegas because I was leaving out of New York. And he's like, stay hydrated, da-da-da, we'll check in tomorrow. So I get to Vegas still having this severe headache, you know, severe migraine because I did have a history of migraines um, in my 20s. And, um, you know, getting up 
the next few days leading up to the actual competition. Because back then it was Friday and Saturday we were competing. Friday was prejudging. Saturday was finals. Now they just do it in one day um, for physique. Uh, but, uh, you know, I couldn't see getting on the stage. They, you know, to tell you, okay, walk out through the curtain and you walk to the X in the middle of the stage. I was like, I hope I don't fall off the stage because oh I can't gosh. see. Yeah. Um, literally the only thing I could see when I got to that X was Steve Weinberger. <laughs> wow. So I saw Steve and I, the rest of the entire arena was blurry. I couldn't see anything. Um, so it always makes me chuckle because the next day, you know, I did my routine flawlessly, but I couldn't see. Wow. <laughs> so, like, no one knew how bad it was. Um, and one of the expediters, Mike, you know, he was like, I really think you need to go to the hospital. Um, and I'm like, but this is the Olympia. I need to do finals tomorrow. He's like, no, I really think you should go to the hospital. I'm like, I'll go after finals. So I actually even went to the hospital after the men's final on Saturday night, I didn't go to the hospital till Sunday. And um, I was married at the time, so I was with my ex-husband. And we went to the hospital in Vegas. And that's when they had told me I had suffered um, a rather large stroke and that um, they needed to run more tests, but that they thought I had what is called a PFO. And it is a heart condition. It's a, a birth defect. Right. So, you know, at the time I was like 34. So I was like, what the hell? <laughs> How do you get to 34 not knowing? Right, but it's right. extremely common. Um, and people don't have, they don't know they have a PFO usually until they have a stroke. Interesting. And, and also in my 20s, the severe migraines I was having was like a precursor. That was like a signal to no, let me know I had the PFO, but I had no idea. Wow. You know? So people who have yeah. migraines... That they, they they may want to be screened for this heart condition. I mean, to be honest, it's if you have insurance, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, if you have insurance, like, I am so thankful. I always say, like, I probably got married the first time so that I had coverage yeah. <laughs> during my heart surgery and everything. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, it got me through. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, I mean, it was the bills from the hospital in Vegas alone were over two hundred thousand dollars. So I was very lucky. My heart surgery, like that, was covered, and then my actual heart so, surgery was covered. By right, insurance. but wh- wh- where did you have the heart surgery done? Back home? Oh yeah, because I was. Yeah. I told my ex husband, I'm like, you don't go to Vegas for heart surgery. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get me home. Yeah. And exactly. actually, the the story is kind of funny because I, oddly enough, his uncle was one of the top heart surgeon PFO closure people in Connecticut. So I went to him and he was like, we have to do open heart surgery. We have to do this because you're an athlete. You know, if we do anything else, you're at risk, you know, injuring your heart and like blah, blah, blah. So I was set to go and get the open heart surgery. And like a week before I YouTubed open heart surgery and I watched what they do. How they, cra- how, they crack, how they crack your chest open. Oh, yeah. Open and and, saw yeah. you open. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is like a horror movie. Right. Um, so literally I panicked. And I also, you know, had implants above the muscle. And I was like, what's going to happen to my boobs? Right. <laughs> you know, vanity kicked in. I was right. like, what's going to happen to my boobs? Right. Um, so I actually went to my um, surgeon in the city 
um, my, that, that did my breast augmentation. And he referred me to a doctor that he was friends with at Columbia Presbyterian. And he was like, do not do open heart surgery. There's so many other ways to do this, you know, procedure. And, you know, actually Terry Beck had also told me right. about a, a way to do it differently because at the time the girl that he was dating worked at Cleveland Clinic. And um, she was telling him that, like, there was a different way to do it. So I went to the doctor um, in at Columbia Press and sat me down, and he was like, nope, what we could do is go in through the artery of right. your groin, in right. your groin, right. up with a catheter, close the hole with the helix device. And the reason they were able to do that is because of the size of the hole was smaller. Right. If it was a large hole or multiple holes, they would have had to do some form of open heart. But also, too, now they could do open heart through your wrist. Yeah, so and I, I, I was just going to say that. Open I was I was just going to yeah. say that. Now they actually go in between the ribs with more yeah. like uh, yeah. with uh, with the author with scope devices where they have actual yeah. tools at the end, yeah. and I, and that's why I don't know. I mean, unless you are having like quadruple bypass surgery, I don't think anybody yeah. is is cracking anybody's uh, uh, yeah. thorax open anymore. I mean, I don't think they're doing. Well, anything. if you think about it, you know this doctor here in Connecticut, like. That is what he does. Yeah, yeah. That is what he's amazing he, at he, doing. He, he's he the has, number one top guy. Yeah, he has Great. a hammer and everything but, else is a nail. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I was just really fortunate that I Googled it and that my, um, you know, my surgeon referred me. So I canceled the open heart surgery and two weeks later I had the procedure in New York. And then, so that was November of 2013. Now think about this: all of the heavy work you've done in the gym uh, to build yeah. your body to the degree that you did, and and that was an underlying thing. Just just be, it was just there. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. That's scary. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because you know some of the doctors are like, "Oh, cardio must have always sucked for you," but I was like. How the hell am I supposed to know if it was, I've been this way my whole life. Like, I was a swimmer growing up. Like, yeah, cardio always sucked, but I didn't know it wasn't supposed to. Yeah, right, exactly. You had nothing to reference it against, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I've always hated cardio, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, I'm like, I still hate cardio. <laughs> yeah, and even though your heart works better, you still hate cardio. So uh, how long did it take for you to recover from that surgery, even though it's a minimal uh, surgery, I'm sure that there was a, a period of time they didn't want you training or anything, right? Yes. They did not want me training. I, the surgery was November 2013. I got back in the gym, I think, April 2014. Um, and my goal at that point was to requalify for the Olympia. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a personal goal for myself. And, you know, I did. I requalified. And I didn't, you know, at the first Olympia, I placed six. In the second Olympia, I placed eighth. But, um, you know, just the fact that I overcame everything. And I was also going through a divorce because I got divorced like a month. I started my divorce a month after my surgery. Right. Um, so, you know, going through all of this stuff, you know, training and competing kept me sane. And it kept me on track. And because uh, I was going through... You know, a pretty awful time. Yeah, they're, you know, divorce. First divorce of all, is hard on yeah. anyone, first, so. first of all, coming out of a surgery like that, number one, right? That shakes you up. Yeah. And then, no, yeah. there are. I don't know of any divorces that are good. I mean, I hear people have yeah. them, but I think it's kind of like the uh, 
uh, Bigfoot. Uh, you hear that he's out there, yeah. but they just never, <laughs> never actually see one yourself. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all divorces suck. So. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, but I qualified it that year and made it, so that was a huge accomplishment. And then you con- you continued, you continued to compete. So, so you you yep. have competed for uh, eleven years. Uh, yeah, and and the, and 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 you have been so such a dedicated athlete. I mean, you did not sway from the life for eleven years, except that at these points where you had to have surgery. Obviously, you had. Yeah. A, mm-hmm. So that's people don't realize. You know, I, I always say this: um, bodybuilding is the most extreme sport because in yeah. the off season you're expected to get better, like. When, yeah. a, when a basketball player or a football player is in the offseason, he chills and becomes a regular human being for a while, but not a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder actually has to double down and squeeze every ounce of possibility out of their physique during the offseason. So really, yeah. there is no offseason in bodybuilding. There's just a, a season for growth and a season for competition, and that's it. Right, exactly. And of course, you know, I was always one of the smaller competitors and like you mentioned earlier like my stage presence is really what carried me because I was never and I had never been one of the bigger girls I was always like quite small in comparison and um you know I year after year that's all I heard you know you need to get bigger you need to get bigger you need a little more size you know more size so it was a struggle because you know how much size can a female really put on quote unquote healthily, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also being careful with their health. Right. Um you know, and also being comfortable with oneself and their own body image. You know, so it, it was it was tough because, you know, a lot of I think a lot of people competing unfortunately I think they have a really bad self image yeah. to begin with. Body dysmorphia. Most um, most of us have body dysmorphia. It's why we get into this. Yeah. Yeah, but like I, I, that was never the case with me. I was an athlete, and I was doing this because I wanted to win. Um, I never doubted myself physically. Um, I always knew from the day I started competing. I always knew I was going to be on the Olympia stage. I knew I might not be number one, but I knew I deserved to be up there. Um, but when you start bulking and feeling like such crap, right. That's really where I struggled with because I was like, I just don't want to be this big right. in my real life. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the things yeah. that you had on your side that I think worked in your favor was that you have very long muscle bellies. We talked about this yes. in a previous interview, mm-hmm. and I think you actually attributed it to your dad. If I remember, my memory isn't as good as it used to be, but I think you said your dad had you know that type of a physique as well. But you have very, very long muscle bellies that give you – the illusion of being much bigger uh, than, than yeah. you. So, so you had that working for you, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, so many people, you know, would see pictures. I think this does happen in some, a lot of cases anyway, but people would see pictures or see me on stage and then stand next to me and be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, you're this little girl. <laughs> you're yeah. not the same person. <laughs> I mean, even Dave Palumbo always used to say, he was like, standing here, you look like nothing. <laughs> Right. But get you on stage, you look like somebody. I'm like, yeah, thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you do have a smile that lights up a room. You've always had that big, beautiful you. smile. You can't help but uh, 
but uh, make people look at you when you smile. So it's, uh, you had all that Thank going. Thank you. So, so well, you know, it's, that too is because I absolutely loved what I was doing. I loved competing. I loved being on stage. I loved performing. Performing, I mean, honestly, that's the only thing I miss is like the routine. Right. I truly miss performing. I really do. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I used to always follow you on Instagram. I used to comment and, you know, love seeing your yeah. pictures and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I was, one day I was thinking, I haven't seen Jillian on Instagram lately. So I went to your wall and I saw a picture and I think you were going in to do a Zumba class. You were like, I'm going in to do my first Zumba class or something like that. You know, correct me. And I messaged you and I said, I, you know, are you not <laughs> training anymore? You said no. And yeah. I was like, whoa. Well, yep, it was Orange Theory. Um, and, yeah, I actually, you know, because I, I'll back up a little because I ended up getting pneumonia in December of 2017. Okay. And that is when I decided I was not going to compete anymore. Um, I just was, it was a really rough time. I was like home for like two weeks. Um, and I really don't know what came over me, but it hit me and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't put my body through the stress. I'm going to train, but I'm just not doing this anymore. I'm not going to compete. I'm not going to get up, get on stage. But, um, flash forward to November 2018, I actually got my breast redone and I literally had not gone into the gym until a few weeks ago, a regular gym. I had not gone in from the, from November till a couple weeks ago. I okay. hadn't gone back. Okay. To so, so let's back up to 2017 just for a second. You get, you get pneumonia, yeah. you decide yeah. I'm done. Um, yeah. the, the initial months or weeks even or days did you feel lost were you worried did you vacillate nope nothing no and you know why because competing had turned into my stressor mm. when it had been my stress relief prior because i gotta say you know the 11 years i did compete it literally saved my life in so many ways um Tell it us, tell us, tell us myself. how. Okay, yeah, but what, what what was going on that that became your channel there? Um, well, you know, the relationship I did have with my ex husband was not the best. Okay, um, it was so competing became my escape from mm -hmm. my reality. Mm -hmm. It became the gym was my where I got my solace, where I was able to be happy, and you know things started to shift in my life where I didn't need the gym to make me happy because my life was happy. My life was now happy. So it was like, you don't need to like kill yourself day in, day out, like, because everything in your heart is whole. Right. So that was a big realization. And, uh, I mean, it's so crazy because for years, that's like all I could think of, you know, I missed birthday parties. I didn't eat Christmas dinner so many times or Thanksgiving. I didn't eat. And now like it became a shift where I wanted to concentrate on people in my life, uh, my family, my friends, myself, of course, my dog, Willie. Willie. <laughs> King Willie. 
Really? Yeah. King really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, for that whole year, I still trained. I was still training with Evan Santapani. Um, he was my coach. And I was still in the gym like once or twice a week with him. And I was still training, but it wasn't the same. But uh, yeah, it would just, it came time for me to hang up the suit because it wasn't doing me, it wasn't giving me the same joy that it had before. What about your diet? So you spent so much time prepping food and eating on time and taking your supplements and all that sort of stuff. Did that just stop? Did you just go all the hell with it? I'm just going to eat what I want. Or did you still adhere to some type of dietary restrictions? Yeah, I actually, well, after getting sick with pneumonia, it was a struggle for me to get well. Um, And I actually started working with Sean Bean that you've had on the show before. Sure. Um, and he really helped me so much to like get my body back on track. Um, you know, cause I wasn't losing weight. I was like totally inflamed. Um, I just, my body wasn't right. And I think it was just a, a rebound from the strict dietary restrictions for so long. I think my body kind of just like rebound was in a rebound from all of it. Right. And, um, you know, Sean really helped me to, balance all of my levels out. I mean, I have like high metal, high mold toxicity. I'm like, how does that happen? But it's really actually quite easy. Um, he really helped me change a lot of things in my life to live a healthier lifestyle. Um, and, you know, I actually like dabbled in keto for a little while. I right. was doing paleo. Um, and then I was doing like autoimmune paleo. Like I just wanted to try different ways of eating. Um, and what has happened is I've really pulled back from eating so much animal protein. I really only eat animal protein like once a day now. Interesting. Like my diet is very, it's really nutrient dense with like vegetables and fruits. And what, what, is your, what, is your, what is your animal protein of choice? Um, right now, it's ground turkey. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah, like I, uh, for some, I don't know if it's because I eat chicken so much for so long. Like I just don't really eat a lot of chicken, I like bet. ever. I never make it at home. Right. I actually just made it the other day, you know, for my boyfriend for the first time. I was like, oh my God, it's so weird to cook chicken. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and, you know, I only eat red meat. When I'm feeling a craving for it. And if at that time, if I want to eat like two fillets, like I will do it. Right. Um, I've really been trying to pay attention to um, what my body is really craving and needing. You know, not like craving like donuts or stuff like or sugars. But like if my body tells me like you need to eat some more, you know, spinach today, like, go ahead, eat spinach all day long. Right. Or if it's just eat ground turkey all day, just do it. Just eat ground turkey. If that's what's making you feel good, like, you do it. So do you, so you I know. would imagine you don't crave sugars, or did you start to crave sugars when you started to change your diet entirely? Um, I've always been a sugar person. Really? Um, yeah, like, I've always been cakes, cookies, like, I always have had those cravings, but I have always... Um, had a high level of candida in my system, mm-hmm. in my gut, in my intestinal tract. Like I've just always, um, for me, that's just something I've I've always had. It's, and it's not candida is like just really not easy to get rid of. And right. you know, you go on one binge and you're back to square one. So right. candida is something I always like have battled with. 
Um, but I really think it's under control now. But, yeah. I mean, if I want to eat, you know, if I want to eat snacks and stuff, I'll do it. But it's not like I'm eating it every day, all day long. Right. right. But, you know, like for Father's Day, when I went to my parents' house, my mom had some crumb cakes. I usually don't. Wait, 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 wait. What was it? Entenmann's? It was. (laughs) Oh, people don't. They're probably thinking, what are they talking about? Entenmann's crumb cake (sighs) from the East Coast. I could take a glass of milk and eat an entire crumb cake. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. It is so good. I love. I first, <laughs> first. The first thing I do is I pick all the really big, big crumbs off and eat them Chunk by themselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. try to eat like a little bit off the bottom so that there's just like a little bit of sponge cake left with like tons of frosting stuff on the top. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I love the crumbs. They're so big and they're so. Yeah, delicious. the crumbs are so good. So, so um, funny. so it sounds that you know I've and I, and I visited your wall. I see pictures of you now. You look, yeah, you look happy in a different way than you did back on stage. You you looked happy on stage, yeah. but you have a kind of um, a look of peace now. Am I yeah, right? I, I I do. I really do. I think it's uh. You know, the first time in my life, I really am, like, content and really happy with my life. Um, You know, my business is going really well. It's running really well. You know, I love where I live. Everything is going really well with my parents and my brother. Um, I'm dating, like, the most amazing, wonderful man. And uh, Say his name. Say his name. His name is Andy. Andy, Andy, and, and he's uh, a he's a he's a shooting instructor, right? I, I, I saw the pictures of him at the yeah. range. Yeah, yeah. He actually, um, he'll probably like kill me for like saying this, but he is a retired Navy SEAL. Cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I, and we actually met because uh, you know after competing. Um, I still have a competitive nature, so I wanted to do something. And I was like, you know what? I've always been um, around guns. I've shot guns before. I, I was like, maybe I can get into competitive shooting. Very cool. Um, as an outlet, you know? Yeah. And so I went to the range that was up near the gym. And um, by chance, one day, the owner kind of directed me. and was like, oh, you should just take a lesson from Andy. And so... I took my first lesson and that was it. We shot together, I think from like March of last year all the way till October. And then I finally asked him out on a date. (laughs) So, I mean, we had a really great relationship as friends uh, going into our relationship. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the best. Yeah. That's the best when you become yeah. friends first before anything becomes physical. So, what is your favorite uh, handgun? I'm, I'm assuming you're comp- going to compete with a nine millimeter, right? Yes. Um, and right now, I've been. I own a Glock 43, which I don't really like anymore. Um, it's just a, a smaller gun for concealed carry. Right. It's fantastic. Right. Um, but like shooting in the range and for a competition, it's not regulation size. So I've been shooting with the Glock 17. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really kind of want to get for my carry, I want to get the new 19 because it's a 17 and a 19 combined. <laughs> so, and so it's got the. Uh, you, don't, yeah. you don't have your CCW yet? Um, well, I have my carry. 
I have my carry, but uh, okay. I have my carry permit, like everything like that. I own a pistol. Right. Um, I just don't. I haven't done any competitions yet. Okay. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah, and like I have my Connecticut permit. Um, actually, I just took the test for um, to carry in Massachusetts. I also have my Utah carry permit. So the Utah carry permit you can carry in like thirty-two different states. Right. Right. That's what, um, and that, that's what but, I have because I'm my my carry yeah. permit is from Louisville, Kentucky, from Kentucky, and so mm-hmm. I can carry every place except California. I can carry in Pennsylvania, but I can't carry in Jersey or New York or New York. Probably not. Not New York. Yeah, no, not New Jersey. Yeah. Not New York. Uh, I can't carry in Illinois. Um, Correct. But like I can yep. ca- I can carry like every place else, and I'm not you know I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. In fact, I travel with my yeah. gun. I. I Lock it up and put it on the plane. And when I get off, I get off in a state where my my permit is recognized. I just put it right back. I, yeah. I carry inside yeah. my belt a, a appendix. I like it up front where I can get to it mm-hmm. quickly. Oh yeah, and of so, course. Yeah, I actually for women there's yoga pants. <laughs> they actually have yoga pants where you can have your they have a pocket for your concealed carry. Wow. So I have a few of Yeah, very very cool. <laughs> now, nice. do, you, do you do any dry firing drills or anything like that? Um, we don't really do much dry fire. Okay. Like he had me doing that in the beginning. Um, but no, we just go in there and, and he, he's awesome because he's set up like different scenarios and, you know, like reloading on the move and yeah. like all that type of stuff. Yep. And, you know, at the range that I go to, they actually have a virtual range. So it's like calibrated with the the projector. And it actually has scenarios. It looks like on this huge projecting screen that you actually can fire into. It looks like you're in, like, walking into a school or a church. And it, you know, has a scenario going on. And you have to try to, you know, hit the right target. Yeah, not shoot not shoot the innocent bystanders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, don't shoot the nurse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it's crazy you know going from the range into a situation like that like it is you know the first few scenarios i just stood there and i was like oh my god like this is so different yeah. um but i mean i think and it's crazy because a lot of police departments don't even train with that i'm like how the hell yeah, i know like you know firing on the range is one thing any you know you can train a monkey to do that yep but like in a real life situation like you, it is so different. Like, and I just, it is very lucky that, um, this one range has this and that all the police departments in that area go up to train there. You know, I think it's, it's fortunate because it's a scary, scary world out there. Yeah, no, you gotta be prepared today. You know, I, I, uh, people say to me, why do I carry? Like I have like my own daughter, she gets mad at me. One time we went out to a restaurant. She says, you're not going to bring your gun. I says, of course I am. She goes, yeah. Dad, just leave it home. I said, no. I said, I'd rather have it and not need it than not have it yeah. and need it. I said, so I'm, I'm yep, bringing it exactly. with me. And so that's yeah, it. Yeah, and like, you know, I own my own business, and some nights I'm leaving at 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, and it's not that it's a bad area, but there are certain elements in the area that, you know, could be a threat. And also, I mean, I do have Willie, and if anyone has seen my page, like, he is the most lovable dog ever, but if you don't know him, I mean, he's a shepherd pit mix. Yeah. So, like, people are going to stay away from me, but 
you know, if they come up to us, like he'll just like love them to death. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but no, you you don't know that because dogs are very intelligent. Yeah. They know when not to love and yeah. when to protect. I want to take a break, and when we come back. I want to talk okay. more about your business. I want to know what you're doing. Okay. I, I didn't know. So stay awesome. tuned. We're talking with Jillian Ravel. Her new life starts now. Stay tuned. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Who wants to have better sex? That's a stupid question. Everybody wants to have better sex. And you can start having better sex if you go to the website BlueChew.com B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com Use the code SHR and get a free order of your choice of the only two FDA-approved drugs to treat erectile dysfunction, Sildenafil or Tadalafil. Best of all, they're chewable, so they start to work in minutes. Go to BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com. Use code SHR and you will get your first order for free. You do have to pay $5 for shipping, but come on. It's an easy deal. Who wants to have better sex? Okay, get busy. You know how to do it. BPC-157 is quite possibly the most popular injectable peptide used by athletes and weekend warriors alike. Its ability to help you recover faster and make nagging injuries seem to just disappear is legend. Now you can take body protection complex oral supplement and get all the benefits of injectable BPC-157. DrSeeds.com has produced the first orally delivered BPC product using peptide protein sequences that are easily absorbed in the gut and that will help you recover faster from workout to workout. And now superhuman radio listeners can save 15% off their first order of body protection complex at DrSeeds.com. That's D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Just use coupon code SHR at checkout. Don't waste another minute dealing with nagging pain or feeling like you just don't recover like you used to. Body Protection Complex is your answer. Go to DrSeeds.com. Use coupon code SHR today. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. You know, I've given up coffee. Everybody in the audience knows this. I've talked about it. No coffee, no caffeine. I am, uh, as Marky Mark used to say, drug-free. So I had to find something else that I enjoyed drinking in the morning. And uh, I found something from Four Sigmatic. Uh, it's called Chaga or Chaga Mushroom Elixir Mix. And it's got a nice uh, 
flavor that is similar to coffee, actually. It's a little bitter. It's, it's a little robust, uh, but it doesn't have any caffeine in it. And I love this stuff. Now, if you like coffee and you're not like me, coffee doesn't jack your stomach up like it did to me for years until I figured out that I didn't want to jack my stomach up anymore. Uh, Four Sigmatic has coffee blends as well, and they use uh, organic Arabica beans uh, to make their coffee. And they add some, a mushroom called lion's mane, which has a profound effect on cognition. It is a real nootropic. And people go to me, oh, come on. How can a mushroom be a nootropic? Have you ever heard of psilocybin? That's a mushroom, and it'll make you hallucinate. Mushrooms are amazing. Uh, they're living organisms that affect your brain. And uh, the Four Sigmatic coffee with lion's mane will use less caffeine in their coffee, but still give you an energizing effect. Go to Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash S-H-R. Use the code S-H-R and save 15% off your first order. Jillian Ravel is with us today. We're talking about life. This is a really exciting show to me because what you have done gives a lot of other people permission, quite frankly, uh, to change directions in their lives. If you can't change directions in your life, life is going to really suck for you. If you just keep on trying to be the square peg in the round hole, it's just not going to work for you. Um, so what, what is your business? You referred to your business a couple times now. What is your business? Yeah, actually, um, I let's see, five years ago, um, when I had just finished my divorce, uh, I, you know, my last, like, year and a half, two years when I was with my ex, uh, I didn't work, so I was able to focus on competing, um, but when we got divorced, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I had prior to that worked on Wall Street, and then I had gone back to... Um, get my master's in education, um, and I just really didn't know what I was going to do. And one day, it kind of just like hit me that I wanted to become a colon therapist. And um, for people that don't know what a colon therapist is, it's kind of like a glorified enema. It's a irrigation of your colon, removing fecal matter and toxicity um, through moving it out through your colon. Right. Um, and so I went to the woman, because I had been going to a colon therapist since 2009. I actually had, a, had had a blockage in my colon because I was using a fiber product. Right. Did I lose you, Jill? Jillian, are you there? Uh-oh. We may have to play some music. Hold on a second. Let's just do something, and I'll have to call. I, have, I think I'm going to have to call her right back. Hold on a second. It's going to get interesting. That's why I get paid the big bucks to do live radio. Uh, anyway, so you had a blockage. You were using a fiber product. And I, and I have some thoughts yeah, on fiber, too. I'm going to talk to you about that now that you brought it up. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because the product that I was using had so much psyllium in it. Mm -hmm. And clearly, my body just could not handle the amount of psyllium. And I also was not drinking enough water. Uh, so I ended up with the blockage in my colon. Went to the hospital, they just told me to start taking, you know, um, 
something to help, like laxatives to help get rid of everything. But my mom was the one who said, oh, you should try colon therapy. I was like, what the hell is that? You know, my mom was like way ahead of her time. Like even when I was a kid, she was taking us to a homeopath, a natural path, you know, like she was always on the holistic route, which is so funny that I'm on that now. And um, so I went to this colon therapist and I had been going to her ever since. So when I decided that this is what I wanted to do, I got in touch with her and I did all my training hours with her. I did over a hundred training hours and then I went out to the school in California and um, I took the course and I became certified. I started working at the business um, here in Connecticut and within a few months she decided she wanted to move. So she sold me the business. Wow. So I'm, I'm coming up. Yeah. Like it really was so awesome how things worked out. And it was great because I already knew clients. I'd already been working there. So it wasn't like this huge like, upheaval. Yeah, of, like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So everything worked out like so wonderfully. Very and nice. uh, I, I really absolutely love what I do. Um, and sh- shockingly, I am very, very busy. Um, you know, my clients range from people that like just are doing cleanses or um, just generally constipated or people that are, like, very severely ill, um, right, right. you know, with, like, cancers or MS or... Like, uh, yeah, and they're trying to, and they're the trying to get that... Disease. Yeah, they're trying to get... Oh, really? Lyme disease as well, huh? Oh, horrendous here. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, you know, a lot of the medications people take for certain diseases, it, it prevents them from going to the bathroom. Right. And even, you know, the Linzest or whatever the heck the, you know, doctor puts them on, Miralax, I mean, that's crap. Miralax right. It, literally, right, right, <laughs> and right. it actually does more damage to your system than you know than help it right. um, in the long run. So um, I have a lot of clients that are um, chronically ill. Yeah. So it's um, it's really something I love doing because I get to be part of every single person's health journey, no matter where they are, if they're starting, ending, if they're you know, really sick or they've gotten better. Like, I just feel like I'm doing such good work that I'm helping them to achieve their goals. And I, I really love what I do. You know, I, I've actually done shows about people's poop. Um, because, really? Well, no, no, because, you know, like, like nobody, everybody is like afraid to look in the toilet after they go to the bathroom. It's like the, the most important thing you can do is look at your, your yeah. waste product. Is it, if it's soft and mushy, like you're not eating the right foods. It should be. It should be firm. It should. Uh, it yep. should it, it sh- if anything, it should look like, like either like a uh, a cigar, or it should be uh, shaped like a cigar, but made of lots of smaller round balls pressed together. Right. And and yep. and, and mm-hmm. it, it's be, it, like you don't have to guess what foods work for you. You just need to start paying attention to what your poop looks like. But you will not believe. Yeah. Or that. it smells like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like me, I, I know. See, I can talk to you about this now. I know. Like, I am, yeah. I, I, I feel like if you need to keep, I, I can literally wipe and there's nothing there. And to that's me, how it should be. that's, that's yep. the way it should be. Because if you think of yourself yep. from an evolutionary standpoint, like, if you're, and, and this goes for your pets too. If your dog, like, has, like, if you have a long haired dog, like a Shih Tzu, and he's got, always oh, got, 
crap stuck in his hair. He's eating the wrong food. They should poop very, like, boom, boom. When you go out in the woods and you see a wolf's poop, it doesn't look like mush. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, so, but, but the funny thing about this is it's so weird because, like, you could talk about anything, but as soon as you start talking about poop, get people get really uncomfortable. Like, I know people, oh, yeah. when I have this conversation, they're like, no, I would never look. At, I don't look. I just flush it. I don't want to see it. Like, what are you doing? You're missing the greatest <laughs> opportunity to determine whether or not you're healthy or not every single day yeah. of your life. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. I mean, <laughs> just think of <laughs> what people say or think when, you know, I meet them. I'm like, oh, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a colon therapist. I get a stare. They're like... Oh yeah, like colonoscopies. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. It's so different. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, either they want to know, and you're like, why do they want to know so badly? <laughs> right. Or they're like, oh god, they're like, I don't need to know anymore. I don't want to know what you do. <laughs> I know they get so uncomfortable about their own poop. Yeah. It's just so weird. But it's the, the, really uh, your, yeah. your 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 bowel movement is the greatest opportunity on a day to day basis to see how healthy you are, uh, or or if at oh, least yeah. or at least. The food you're eating, if it's contributing or detracting from your health, that's the bottom line. Yeah, so, for sure. For so, sure. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, a bodybuilding for a second. So now that you've stepped sure. away from it and, uh, and you're not in that world anymore, you must have a different perspective of the sport, or do you not? Um, I definitely do. Um you know, I definitely, like, for myself, I actually have, like, over the past year or so, I've really only been following men's bodybuilding um, because that was my initial love, and that initially is what brought me to the sport is men's bodybuilding right? because I loved seeing the evolution of all these competitors. Um, I kind of just got disenchanted with, like my own division, right. um, which is sad. But uh, for me, I just, you know, I, of course, respect, wholeheartedly respect their drive, dedication. You know, I know what it takes to get on stage and look the way they look. But for me, it's just, um, I think for women's physique, I think most athletes now have just gone overboard. Um, I do think it's leaning on the side of uh, female bodybuilding, and, like, that's not what we were created to emulate, um, at least our, the women's physique in the beginning. And I know everything evolves, but it's kind of sad because, I mean, that's also another huge reason why I, uh, you know, decided to hang up the suit because I just, my look was a look of the past. Mm-hmm. And my luck was not going to win anymore. And I knew that. And I was just not prepared to either push my physique or push the limits to get where I might be accepted, you know? And for what? So, and for what? Right. I mean, exactly. bodybuilding and, you know, is such a small a of... niche sport. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. you go, yep. you're gonna, somebody's going to walk up to you and give you a $10 million contract for risking your life and your exactly. health. Exactly. And I think that is also um, what really kind of, like, hit home for me is, you know, I had two full-time jobs. I was a competitive bodybuilder, and I was running my own business. But I was having two full-time jobs and only getting paid for one. Right. And, you know, the last year I was competing, if you really start, 
you know, obviously being a business owner, I was finally, <laughs> finally trying to be financially smart. And, um, you know, you start out in the red, you know, your suit can be anywhere from like, depends if you have a sponsorship. Luckily I did have somewhat of a sponsorship, but you know, my suits were worth, you know, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Wow. Right off the bat. I didn't even know they yeah. were that expensive. Oh God. Yeah. Like my suits were, I mean, completely covered in crystals. Right. Um, and, uh, so you start out with that and then you start out, I wasn't sponsored. So I had my hair, my makeup, my tan, the hotels, the, um, uh, flights. So you're already in the hole, like five grand. And then if, if, you know, I won, it would only be like $2,000. So, and then on top of it, I'd have to take off three to four days of work, which I'm even more in the hole. So I was like, this is just not panning out for my life anymore. You know, if I had someone paying for everything, it might be a little different. (laughs) But when you see the numbers, you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I could be buying a house or I could be competing. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Well, then what about the health aspect, especially for women? You know, uh, when we look at uh, the older female bodybuilders who die, they all die Mm -hmm. from heart disease. And it's because of the high levels of androgens that they're using that – that literally causes fibrotic tissue to build up in the heart, and they, they you know they all they all pass away in their forties and fifties. Very few of them make it to sixty. Um, yeah, and so it makes you wonder: like, is that really worth it? Is it is is destroying your health um, yeah. for that sword and that metal? You know, that stupid sword that they give out of bodybuilding competitions. I don't know why they yeah. do that, but so you had a, you had a that that had to create a little angst in you over the years, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? I guess too, like luckily I was, um, always one of the smaller girls and there's a reason for that. <laughs> right. Because you probably weren't um, using the drugs I, that a lot of these other I, girls use. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I also think, I don't know how, I mean, maybe this has always happened and I just, being younger in this world, getting, going through it, I just, I don't understand how everyone expects to do one show and then to be a pro and win a pro show and like change your physique from bikini to physique in like a year. So that like to me is insane. Like, I mean, if you look at my pictures from back when I did my first show in 2007, like, I mean, till, till the end of my career, I'm still not even that big. Right. <laughs> you know, it took a long time to gain the muscle and to structure it. And, you know, it, it just, it takes so much more time than a lot of people are willing to give. Right. And, uh, I think that's a huge issue. And, you know, that too, like I wasn't willing to push limits because a, because of my heart issue from prior Right. I mean, yes, it was a birth defect, but what the hell? You never know when something else is going to happen. Right. Um, you know, it's just, you know, and plus, like, I'm going to be 40 in a month. And I just, you know, none of it is worth it. You know what's worth it to me? I got to fly out to San Diego last week and surprise my goddaughter and, um, you know, surprise her for her graduation and, like, you can probably see it. You can go on my um, Instagram and see the video. I saw it. it. Like, I saw it. You you pulled up in the car. Yeah. She came running down. You had the balloons, yeah. and she she was like yeah. screaming and, and crying and yeah. laughing at the same time. Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, that to me is worth more than ever getting on stage again. Family and like making a difference in people's lives that I love. And that, you know, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm not even knocking competing. I loved it. I, it got me through so many shitty times in my life, but like it had its chapter and I closed that chapter. Right. And, you know, I just hope that like people are just aware of their own health and just making sure that they're not doing something today that can, you know, cause them not to have joy in their life later. I mean, I even went through last year and I don't mind talking about this at all. Um, I had been told by a couple people, a couple of different doctors and such that, you know, I would never have children, but this was back. It started in my mid twenties, even before I started competing, you know, you're never going to have kids because of your levels, because of this, that you're never going to have kids. And, um, I, one of my other friends was told the same thing and she actually went to a doctor here in Connecticut last year and she was told no. <laughs> like you can definitely have children. And see, you know, I, I want to see now. You, 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 you. I wanted to take our last commercial break because that's when I wanted to ask you, yeah. what does the future have in yeah. store? And because uh, you know, you look like you'd be a great mom. And I think, and and women uh, have look. Yeah. <laughs> my ex wife had her la- had we we had Sydney, and she was forty one or forty two when she delivered Sydney. So uh, yeah. and, and yeah. Sydney was born healthy. And so look, let's just do this. Let me just take this one last okay. obscene profit break. <laughs> And, and I'll be right back with Jillian Ravel. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Imagine how successful your life would be if you could double your focus, double your mental energy, double your problem solving, your creativity, your willpower. Sounds too good to be true, right? That's what I thought until someone handed me a bottle of Qualia Focus. Qualia Focus is a mental performance formula that combines 24 of the most powerful molecules on earth to noticeably boost your brain power within just a few days of taking it or your money back. Qualia Focus blows coffee away, but a serving actually has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. 
coffee. That's because it boosts brain power the healthy way. Just go to neurohacker.com. That's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com and enter coupon code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. And a serving of Qualia Focus costs one-fifth of that coffee you're drinking right now. Unlike coffee, Qualia Focus nourishes your brain in a comprehensive, healthy way for amazing brain power you noticed in just a couple days. That's neurohacker.com to try Qualia Focus and discount code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. All backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. Qualia Focus is a life changer, I promise you. Try it now for amazing brain power at neurohacker.com. There's a phenomenon today. So many of us sit for hours each day. Slowly, our bodies respond by shortening certain muscles. The psoas gets shorter and shorter over time. It leads to lower back problems, stiffness when standing, and inhibits your running performance. Now there's psoright.com. That's P-S-O hyphen R-I-T-E dot com. Psoright is a device that allows you to stretch your psoas muscle and return them to normal function and it does it better than any stretching movement or chiropractic adjustment can you can use it in your home office or at the gym experience what thousands of people already know check out pso-rite.com and save 20 percent off when you use the code shr are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. The So Right has literally changed my back who knew that focusing on my psoas would actually rid me of a lot of the lower back pain that i've been struggling with for the past couple years go figure and right now my audience has the best deal if you go to pso-rite.com and use the code shr you'll save 20 percent off and they're giving you 20 percent off just to go to the website so you will save 40 percent off altogether. so check it out don't miss out on this opportunity we're talking with Jillian Ravel. We're talking about where she goes from here. So where do you see your life going? I was going to ask you, do you see children in your future? You know, lots of women de- deliver in 40, 44, 45. Yeah, actually, you know, as before the break, I was talking about how I had been told I couldn't have kids, and I went through all the procedures to see if I could have children last year, and they literally were like, "You, for your age, you are like totally fine, like better than what we expected. Um, so yeah, Andy and I have talked about having kids and he does have three children, um, with his ex-wife, but they're a little bit older, 15 and 16. The girls are 16, they're twins and a boy that's 15. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Um, so, but yeah, we've talked about sometime in the future. We're not sure when, but it's definitely something that's, been discussed so (laughs) and that would make me really happy um but you know what too if I don't have my own children I kind of have I've come to the realization because I had been told for so many years I couldn't have kids like I'm going to be okay 
like in my heart if I don't have kids. But if I can, if I do, then I'll be very happy. You know what? Uh, having your own genetic children versus having a child in your life that you can endow with uh, knowledge and lessons and love, you're, you're still a mother. There's no, there's no two ways oh, yeah. about it. So, you know, and, and mm-hmm. quite frankly, I know a lot of people who would have been better off adopting after seeing some of their kids, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no, there's yep. no, ma- it's, you're still, you're still a genetic lottery. You know, you, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, some kids end yep. up being horrible. So, you know, but yeah, but I mean, there's a lot that you have learned in your life that you can teach a child yeah. and love a child and, and give. And so that, that it, it, like I said, it doesn't have to come out of you just to, for you, for it to be your yeah. child. It really doesn't. Yeah. And I think too, that that's why I'm so close with my God kids. You know, right. and I have been for years. So, right. yeah. what else? What else <laughs> is in the future for for Jillian Ravel? What else do you see yourself doing? You, so, you you want to do some competitive shooting? Is there anything else that you thought you know? Yeah. Um. You know what? I actually am taking a course right now to become a detox counselor, um, and not detox through. I mean, like going through, you know, drug or alcohol detox, but just um, detoxing the body from our everyday things that we run into, um, you know, from heavy metals to mold toxicity, um, plastics, you know, everything. Everything that's in our lives right. is causing our bodies to be toxic in some way, shape, or form. So I'm taking a course right now to become um, a detox counselor. Um, so that's, you know, and just growing my business and growing my family, and that's really... You know, living the dream, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Enjoying life. It's all yeah. about enjoying life. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we, we become so narrowly focused on certain goals. And we go down that rabbit hole so deep that we forget what yeah. it felt like, like just to be a human and just enjoy life. Yeah. And sometimes just sit in a chair and not do a damn thing. You know, we're all like tapping. Yeah. You no, know, I know. I, I know. I'm sure you can relate. It's like, you know, oh, I, I yeah. got to be doing something. No, sometimes. In fact, the study just came out that showed that the best thing for your children in the summer is to find periods of time where they're bored. Because at, out of boredom uh, manifests changes in in the brain for children. And this whole idea that, no, they've got to go to camp, and then they've, they've got to go to soccer, and then they've got to go here, and they got to... We're destroying our children by doing that. Man, you know, when I was a kid, my mother said, go out and play. She didn't... That, yeah. that was, just, don't, just don't come home until dinner time, she told me. So, you know, we went out and meandered around. We sat and... And, and, you know, when the, when the water would run down in the gutter, we'd put popsicle sticks in there and then chase after them like they were boats. <laughs> I mean, we did stupid yeah. stuff, but most of the time we were bored. And actually, that turns out to be really good for children. And it's probably good for humans in general, people in general. Yeah. People, like, don't really know how to, like, really relax anymore. Yeah. yeah. And they feel, no, you know what it is? They know how to relax, but they feel guilty for doing it. We've been, we've been given a message that if you're not productive, if you're not crushing it, if you're not getting up at 4 a.m. and going to sleep at 1 a.m. and crushing it, you're, you're somehow, you're, you're a, you're a weakling, you're a wimp, you're, you're, you're no good. And the reality is the exact opposite is the truth. The exact opposite. Yeah, screw that. Like, I love going to bed at 8.30. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm <laughs> in bed at 9. 9. Says. 9. 9. <laughs> yeah. 8.30, 9 o'clock. I'm yeah. in bed. And that's totally cool with me. And I love the fact that... You know, I have an infrared sauna in my house, and I just 
you know, turn that sauna on before I go to bed, get in it, and then I shower and go to sleep. Boom, I'm out the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Good for you. God bless you. I'm yeah. glad that you are at this point in your life. Uh, you, you, you. you were an amazing athlete when you made that your thing and whatever you make your thing, I know that you're going to rock it because you have that level of dedication and focus and, uh, thank you. Good for you. I'm very, very happy for you and Andy. Very, very happy. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And thanks for coming on and sharing your story with us. Okay. Yes, of course. It was awesome. And I always love chatting with you. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to everybody. All right, Jillian. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, and that's it for today. Tomorrow we have the Blueprint Power Hour, so make sure you tune in for that. We got good shows the rest of the week, too. I got to go look at the calendar, and I'll let you know what they are. Uh, but thank you for listening today.